Good morning, and welcome to the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. With the always evolving world of cyber threats and defense, you need a source you can trust. FBI retired Special Agent Darren Mott guides you through today's intricate cyber landscape and brings you the latest headlines and insights and what it means to you. Let's dive into today's cyber news. Good morning, friends. It is Wednesday, February 21st, 2024. This is the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. I'm your host, retired FBI Supervisory Special Agent Darren Mott. Since it is Wednesday, this means it's Deep Dive Wednesday. We're only look at a couple news articles and kind of look at them a little deeper than I usually do. This one, I only have three tabs open. And I can't promise I'll even get to the third one because it's going to be a very ransomware heavy day today because the big news of the day is a follow-up to something I reported yesterday about the lockbit in technical infrastructure being taken over by the FBI, the UK um, law enforcement, and some other folks. Uh, and there's more information on that today that goes a little deeper into how this particular group was disrupted. So this first article is from Vilius Petkowskis from cybernews.com. Title of the, head, or the headline is Lockbit Cartel Disrupted at, quote, at every level, so says Europol. Lockbit Cartel was humiliated with law enforcement agencies from the UK, US, and Europol issuing, official, issuing an official announcement on the gang's bust via Lockbit's leak site. Data samples that authorities provided suggested the cartel has been penetrated to its very core. In an unprecedented display of showmanship, law enforcement agencies from 10 countries chose to announce the results of the months-long Operation Kronos, led by the UK National Crime Agency, or NCA, using the ransomware cartel's online infrastructure. A message at the bottom of the blog says that Lockbit's websites will be closed down on February 24th. The months-long operation has resulted in the compromise of Lockbit's primary platform and other critical infrastructure that enabled their criminal enterprise. This includes the takedown of 34 servers in the Netherlands, Germany, Finland, France, Switzerland, Australia, the United States, and the United Kingdom, Europol said. So that's a, this is something we didn't have yesterday, how many they took down. We just had the main site. Now it's 34 servers, which is an impressive feat um, by law enforcement, quite frankly. The operation against Lockbit appears to be a very thorough one, with authorities providing new Numerous screenshots of Lockbit's backend, which includes admin panel conversations and crypto addresses, with at least in theory, should allow to follow the movement of illegal funds. Uh, two Lockbit actors have also been arrested in Poland and the Ukraine at the request of the French judicial authorities. The French and U.S. judicial authorities have also issued three international arrest warrants and five indictments. Authorities have frozen more than 200 cryptocurrency accounts linked to the criminal organization, underscoring the commitment to disrupt the economic incentives driving ransomware attack, Europol also said. The NCAA claims to have taken over part of Lockbit's technical infrastructure that allows its service to operate, including the gang's leak site. Moreover, the agency obtained, and this is important, over a thousand decryption keys, which will allow victims to regain access to data that cyber, script, cyber crooks have encrypted. Quote, at present, a vast amount of data gathered throughout the investigation is now in the possession of law enforcement. This data will be used to support ongoing international operational activities focused on targeting the leaders of the group, as well as developers, affiliates, infrastructure, and criminal assets linked to these criminal activities, unquote, reads the announcement. According to the NCA, the authorities managed to disrupt Lockbit's SteelBit exfiltration tool, seizing its supporting servers in three different countries and dozens of servers owned by Lockbit's affiliates. The authorities claim to have also obtained the Lockbit's source code. So affiliates are those other groups that use Lockbit's ransomware because Lockbit is ransomware as a service to, to do the stuff. So they not, not just disrupted Lockbit, but also the folks that use the tool, obviously. 
Uh, information law enforcement posted on what used to be LockBit's leak site points to further announcements, including revealing the identity of LockBit SUP, the key individual or individuals behind the notorious ransomware cartel. This is like getting uh, Pablo Escobar, if you will, or at least information on him. That could prove dangerous to people behind the gang as they have antagonized many in the Russian cyber underworld. That's not a good thing if you're a LockBit person. According to the authorities, LockBit SUP has been banned from using its own platform, further adding salt to the hacker's injuries. The messaging law enforcement agencies chose indicates a stream of information regarding LockBit's affiliates, the backbone of any ransomware cartel. The U.S. DOJ also unsealed an indictment charging Russian uh, nationals Artur Sungatov and Ivan Kondrachev, also known as Bastard Lord, with using the LockBit ransomware variant. Previous charges against the cartel's actors include Mikhail Vesaliev, Ruslan Makovadanovich Astamirov, and Mikhail Pavlovich Matev, also known as Wazawaka. Through our close collaboration, we have hacked the hackers, taken control of their infrastructure, seized their source code, and obtained keys that will help victims decrypt their systems. As of today, LockBit is locked out. We have damaged the capability and most notably the credibility of a group that depended on secrecy and anonymity, Graham Bigger, NCA's director general, said. On February 19th, law enforcement agency disrupted their activity, LockBit's activity, by seizing the gang's website domains with what authorities called Operation Kronos. LockBit's affiliate panel, used to interact with victims and monitor the attack process, greeted criminals with a message from the NCA saying all of the data was in the hands of law enforcement agents. The message even directed criminals to reach out to the NCA first. This message closely mimics the type of rhetoric ransomware cartels use on their victims, so thumbs up to the NCA on that. Moreover, virtually all domains of LockBit's web, deep dark web blog used to showcase its latest victims, greeted users with a message from law enforcement saying that the site is now under the control of law enforcement. We can confirm that LockBit servers have been disrupted as a result of international law enforcement action. This is an ongoing developing operation. Read the notification on what used to be LockBit's leak site. So they actually, LockBit released an, an, their own message saying that they'd had an incident and that an incident response plan had been enacted and they were looking to figure out what, what, what was going on. Well, LockBit victimized organizations all over the Western Hemisphere. Several of the high-profile attacks targeted well-known British names important to the national psyche. One such case was a much-publicized ransomware attack against the Royal Mail. Royal Mail partially suspended operations after a breach was disclosed in November 2022. LockBit demanded the British Postal Service pay an $80 million ransom, which the organization refused. Um, and then there's a little bit more on who wrote. Well, let's continue on. Who is LockBit? LockBit Group first appeared on the ransomware scene somewhere in late 2019. According to industry insiders, since then, the gang has climbed to the top of the food chain, topping many lists in terms of victimized organizations. Even though the gang tried to maintain a fake image of ethical criminals, its affiliates did not restrain from attacking public institutions. In early February, attackers breached St. Anthony Hospital, a nonprofit uh, a children's hospital in January. They claim an attack against St. Anthony Hospital in Chicago. The threat actors are said to have executed over 1,400 attacks against victims in the U.S. and around the world, including Asia, Europe, Africa. The gang's notorious ransomware variant known as LockBit 3.0, also known as LockBit Black, is now in its third iteration and is considered the most evasive version of all previous strains. The variant also happens to share similarities with two other ransomware, uh, Russian-linked ransomware, Black Matter and Alpha V, the DOJ said. According to the Cyber News Ransom Looker, the ransomware monitoring tool, LockBit accounted for 47% of all publicly announced ransomware victims over the past 12 months. 
The gang's key persona is a Russian-based individual under the moniker Lockbitsup, which we mentioned earlier. According to John DiMaggio, chief security strategist at Analyst One, the individual or individuals behind the admin account fiercely compete in the ransomware world, conducting smear campaigns against rivals. DiMaggio believes Lockbitsup is closely related to other major ransomware operators in Russia, a hotspot for ransomware activity. Cyber criminals can safely operate under Moscow law as Russia's laws enforcement turns a blind eye to the export of cybercrime as long as the Ransomware gangs don't target local organizations. Most of the ransomware operators explicitly forbid affiliates to target organizations in Russia and members of the Moscow-led Commonwealth of Independent States. So good news from law, from a law enforcement perspective. This was a great takedown. Uh, now, what I'd be interested to know is how they got all the information. My guess is they, they had someone inside the group that was leaking information. That's kind of the only thing that really makes sense, knowing how kind of these things work. Um, if there's another way that they did it, love to know what that was. It's kind of hard just to track back with the cryptocurrency and the money movement. So they had to have some kind of surveillance. And now digital surveillance, obviously, um, I'm going to guess other three-letter agencies in other countries helped with this as well. And as far as identifying, tracking movement, um, getting information on the dark web about these actors, because chances are their operational security was pretty weak on the dark web. So it's not that hard to infiltrate and get information that way. Um, but I'm speculating on that, obviously. Uh, and so a great day for law enforcement. Will it be long lasting? Well, that brings us to our second article today. This is from scmedia.com. Steve Zurier reporting. Cactus ransomware gang claims it stole 1.5 terabytes of Schneider Electric data. On Sunday, the Cactus ransomware gang claimed it stole 1.5 terabytes of data from Schneider Electric during an attack that occurred last month against the OT manufacturer. We kind of mentioned this on this podcast. The ransomware group posted 25 megabits of the data uh, as proof of the attack. In response on its website, Schneider Electric confirmed that certain data from its sustainability business division was obtained by the threat actor. While the full extent of the data stolen was not 100% certain, published reports said the threat actor posted screen sh- a snapshot showing the passports of several American citizens and scans of non-disclosure agreements. The threat actor, which first came on the scene in March 2023 and focuses on double extortion techniques, was also reportedly in ransom negotiations with Schneider Electric. Given that the large French manufacturer does business with numerous global manufacturers, retailers, and logistics companies, security researchers were concerned about this latest news. Quote, now that the Cactus Group has been shown proof of life, you can be certain that major customers of Schneider are exerting significant pressure on them to make what will likely be a record ransomware payment to forestall the release of the mountains of sensitive data, said John Gunn, chief executive officer at Token. In this instance, the cyber criminals hold all the cards, as even Schneider probably doesn't know with certainty what was stolen and which customers it will impact. Gunn said it's undoubtedly another example of a massive ransomware loss similar to the $100 million loss by MGM last fall. Gunn said that almost all these losses are the result of companies relying on 20-year-old legacy MFA technology to stop sophisticated generative AI-driven phishing attacks. What could possibly go wrong with that scenario, Posegun? Well, here's your answer once again. Melvin Lamont's hacking lead at Hadrian pointed out that based on the available information, the threat actors got hold of customer and or employee data, including PII and passport scans. Um, Chris Clymer, director and CIO at Inversion 6, added that what he finds the most interesting about this attack is that Schneider Electric has had vulnerability 
Vulnerabilities publicly reported by CISA in various software packages almost every month recently. Claimer said some of these vulnerabilities have had CVSS scores as high as 9.8, which signify they are easy to exploit and remotely accessible. OT vendors like this have generally lagged behind traditional IT vendors in providing proper software support and security, said Claimer. And this is the problem, right? Because OT is a little different than IT. Now, OT is operational technology. This is the underlying technology that supports critical infrastructure like water treatment plants, electrical plants, things like that. They do valves and switches and all that kind of stuff. There's an IT component to this, but it's a different technology in general. And they have vulnerabilities because their their software is much older, which makes it more problematic. So the point I did with these two art, two articles is the lockbit takedown is good from a positive enforcement stance at the amount of data that they seized, um, that they actually arrested somebody. They got decryption keys is fantastic. But ransomware continues on. This is like taking down one of the five families in New York during the mafia days. There's still four other families still doing bad stuff, and someone will rise to fill the void. Lockbit may disappear. You may never hear from them again, but they will reappear. I'm getting now. This is my this is my assessment. They will reappear as another type of group under another name. They will create new types of uh, information, and they will use this law enforcement action to improve their their. Um, operational security so they don't get caught next time. Now, the good thing is most bad guys aren't that smart and they will tend to do stupid things ultimately because they get lazy. Um, but you still have Black Hat, Black Hat, Black Cat out there, um, Alpha V, all those groups that are still doing ransomware. So this is still a problem. But again, I make the point that thumbs up to law enforcement across the world who did this with Lockbit. But, you know, take your victory lap, but then get back to work on all these other groups. But until Russia really comes to the table to help with any of this, ransomware is not going away, folks, as much as we would like to think so. But again, I'm not downplaying the result. I'm downplaying the lasting impact. That's going to do it. I had a third article, but I'm not going to get to it today. It had to do with cryptocurrency. Well, it's not a big a deal. Uh, maybe I'll talk about it tomorrow. But I wanted to just kind of focus on those two particular articles for today. Both links to both articles will be in the show notes if you would like to look at them. As always, thank you so, so much for taking the time to download, listen, or listen to it on Instagram, X, Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever I post it. Otherwise, it would be great if you would subscribe to the podcast on your podcast provider. I would, cause I don't see the numbers of people who listen to it where I post it, but it's okay. If you don't, I understand. I'm not forcing anybody to do anything. They don't necessarily want to do as you go through your day. No knowledge is protection. If we can understand the threats targeting us, we can assess our risk, proceed wisely. Thanks again for listening. We will talk again tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. Cyber smart morning news is written and produced by cyber guy productions. Feel free to email thoughts, comments, or suggestions to Darren at thecyberguy.com or follow Darren on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash in slash Darren Mott. Thanks for listening.